A late night edition of Locked On Phoenix Suns coming at you after a late night Suns win. 106-89 over the Los Angeles Clippers. We'll break all of it down, including Cam Johnson's huge night coming up on Locked On Suns. Network, your team every day. Locked on Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Brendan Clean, covering the Suns the past five seasons as a credentialed media member, a contributor at Suns.com and Dime Magazine. Thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen every single day. Closing out the week here on the show. Thank you for finding us on YouTube, for finding us on your favorite podcast app. And uh, coming back every single day, it's awesome to see this audience, and uh, we'll keep growing it every step of the way. Check out my show yesterday, if you have not already, with Aaron Edwards. He's going to be joining every single week. That's right, every single week from here on out, Aaron is going to be joining the show. We talked about the big man logjam and sort of our expectations for the rest of the season as we make our way to another playoff run. But it is time to break down a game. Good old-fashioned basketball game here. And we, uh, we'll get back to our normal recap. We'll get back to our normal format here. Uh, big takeaway, positives, and our usual recap segments. Although actually, to close out the show today, I'm actually going to remark a little bit about uh, on... The, the state of the roster. Just keep checking in there because we have Bismack Biombo officially getting signed. We have Jalen Smith. Um, we'll see. We'll see what his future awaits. So I want to do another check in there. Today's show, guys, is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks, daily fantasy made easy. So typically with these. Opening segments, I have uh, a pretty nicely crafted little take on the game. Something that the game really made me think, that it really highlighted, that, you know, illustrates some break, some some bigger, broader trend. And I don't actually feel like that happened in this game. And so what I want to do instead is, uh, is take a minute to talk about Cameron Johnson, who had a career-high 24 points. He was a little bit quieter in the second half. I don't feel like this was the type of huge performance it felt like it might be when he had 10 points in that first quarter and you're really like, okay, is this is this the big one? Uh, if it, it was definitely a strong game, not maybe the, the blow up, glow up, I guess you could say, better uh, that we thought Cam Johnson was going to be giving us today, but uh, it, is the night, it is a good opportunity to, to sit and, and actually discuss what his season has been a little bit. I had talked a, a while ago, maybe a week ago, about if Cam was, uh, I think earlier this week actually, the if Cam was one of the best, where he ranked among Suns three-point specialists, whether that's Rajah Bell, Quentin Richardson, I mentioned Walter Davis, people brought up Wesley Person, Channing Fry. there's all these names, and I, I think... Cam has already elevated himself to, you know, near the top of that list, but he keeps improving even beyond that. And, and I think that you have to open yourself up to the idea at this point in the season that Cam is 
maybe the third best overall scorer on this team. I don't think it's crazy to say that. Um, he He's really rapidly expanding what he's able to do on the offensive end. He was five of seven uh, on twos in tonight's game. He does not turn the ball over very often. He's very efficient in terms of shot selection, in terms of whether to shoot or not. And he's starting to open his sort of book up a little bit to different types of shots. So it's not just threes. It's not just attacking closeouts and maybe getting, you know, a quick floater off or something. He 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 had this stretch early in the season where I was a little bit frustrated with the amount of mid-range jumpers that he was taking, where he would get that closeout coming toward him. He might take one dribble and then just take a quick pull-up mid-range jumper inside the arc. And for him... I just thought there was a chance to get a better shot, and so it felt like a waste to give up on the drive so early. And what we've started to see is he'll drive more all the way to the rim. He, I think, feels a little bit more comfortable with that mid-range shot, whether it's a full-on jumper or more of that floater. And again, he has such a knack for whether to shoot in the first place. There's a lot of moments where... He just keeps the ball moving. He might attack the closeout, but then give it up really quick. Or he might just keep it going around the arc rather than initiating a drive in the first place. And so you're just seeing that expansion happen. And of course, the size. I mean, the size is such a huge factor for him on both ends. He has the ability to get shots up over the defense, over his man in a way that Mikael Bridges just doesn't have, that Jay Crowder just doesn't have. And then, of course, it helps him on defense because, you know, he's been starting at the four effectively and and he's been starting with Jalen Smith for the most part lately. And that's, you know, an undersized center. So the Suns are not coming into these games with a ton of size and yet Johnson's able to stay alive there. And I think a lot of that is just having, you know, the physical ability and the size to match up against bigger players and sometimes it really just does come to that during a regular season games teams are not going to target you and really attack that matchup even if you are giving up a little bit of that size you just have to play hard and play smart and take what they're giving you and and I think a huge tip of the hat to Cam for doing just that career high 24 points tonight we'll see if he's earned more time if he's earned you know different types of situations that he's now going to be able to to be comfortable playing in and has earned the staff's trust playing in. But uh, we'll get to more of that to close the show. Before we get there, want to talk about Jalen Smith one more time. It might be the, the only time we have for a little while. Um, so we'll get right to it. First though, guys, a, another quick word from Prize Picks, Daily Fantasy Made Easy. We love Prize Picks here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, and that's because they make Daily Fantasy fun. They make Daily Fantasy simple, and uh, they make it customizable. Here's what I mean. If you have not checked it out, you're missing out. You're going to love this NBA app. That's because it's not just the NBA. They offer more NBA props than any other Daily Fantasy operator. They offer the superstar players as well as the bench players, and that's not all. They offer the NFL too. You can mix and match. And what you're doing when you log into Prize Picks is you are setting a lineup against the spread. So 
you could take, for instance, Jalen Smith, who we are about to talk about, give him the over on rebounds. He's a pretty good match to get that double-digit rebounds or close to it every single night. Maybe you also like James Conner over on touchdowns. If you think James Conner is coming back, you think he gets into the end zone one last time or two last times to close out the regular season for the Arizona Cardinals, that's how you start to build this thing out. You can mix and match sports. You pick the over or the under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Again, it's just you versus the projections. Use the award-winning prize picks app on both the Apple Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and PrizePix is safe and offers immediate withdrawal. So go to prizepicks.com today. Use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app. Check out the game, log in, and start winning. If you're not playing prize picks, you honestly don't know what you're missing. Okay. Jalen Smith today, 19 points, 14 rebounds, 8 offensive rebounds. I think that the point to make here is more so, uh, less so about Jalen Smith and more so about the overall flexibility that the Suns may or may not have. Uh, Talk a little bit about if Jalen Smith actually has a shot going forward at getting into the rotation. And then uh, rather than focus on the Smith thing again in terms of the roster, which I've done for a few days now, I actually want to update people on the fact that the Suns might get most of their protocol players back next week. So that's kind of where I want to narrow things to close the show. But with Smith, again, 19 and 14, he started really quietly. So he was one of four to start this game and then finished eight of his next 13. Um, And a lot of that came because of his energy on the glass. So You had on the other side the Clippers starting Serge Ibaka and going pretty small off the bench. We did not see Ivica Zubats in this game and and some of the players that the Clippers can throw out there to to really put some bulk on the floor. So it's kind of where I want to go. What types of matchups could the Suns face and are we starting to see some of the value of having some different looks to throw out there in the front court. Now, I completely think that the Suns need to um, they need to fix the, the big man depth problem. And I do call it a problem. You cannot go into the NBA playoffs with six centers. You need to do something about it. But we do know that Biombo will be here long term. We do know that Sticks is here for the season unless they can find something. And I don't think it's necessarily terrible to have the flexibility there. So we're seeing the number one way that Jalen Smith helps your team, I think, on offense is that he can finish with energy. He's fairly efficient and can get on the offensive glass. And I think defensively, you know, the rebounding is also going to be there. He's going to have some help side rim protection opportunities for you. So it's really that energy, that's that that fluidity of motion. And I think Biombo is actually proving to be decently similar. Now, I think most of his value comes on defense, where his positioning, it feels like he's sort of in the right place more consistently, maybe not quite as good of a rebounder. Um, and ideally, I think 
you know, does have a little bit of that mobility as well. And on offense has shown that. So, you know, not quite the explosive athlete that Smith is at times, but Biombo has shown, I think, himself to be way more flexible and fluid on offense than I remember. Uh, so, there were moments in this game where it felt like neither one of them was really what the Suns needed. And, and it was Sergi Baca who was enforcing himself. It really was a reminder of how the Suns were pretty fortunate last year. Not only that Kawhi Leonard missed the conference final series, but also that Sergi Baca was out because he is he's a really difficult player to game plan for. He was at the rim for pretty much every single layup that the Suns had. He was there to battle on the boards. He was there to you know defend the pick and roll and keep those bigs out of the paint as well. He's somebody that you really want to have DeAndre Ayton healthy for. So clearly... It was not plan A tonight to have Biombo and Smith be the big men, but I also think you're kind of seeing a little bit of what these guys can do that, that might be able to help you. They're different than Frank Kaminsky. They're different than Dario Saric. They're different than DeAndre Ayton. What I've heard a lot of debate about tonight and what I think Suns fans are wondering as we make our way through the rest of the season is, can Smith play the four? And... You know, is there an opportunity there for him to keep getting out on the floor, keep getting minutes, keep developing his game, and impact winning still, and, and do what he's been doing? In this game, I think it was a decent example. If, if DeAndre Ayton was healthy, you could imagine, you know, he would be more of a force to take on Serge Ibaka, although I actually think Jalen Smith's ability, he had so many plays tonight where he just went in hard with that shoulder and created some space for himself, which is not something I really thought he had either. Um, but of course, Aiton's bigger and, and stronger, and you can imagine him using that matchup. And then you have Marcus Morris at the four, where Jalen Smith could have excelled. I think that's a matchup where he works. So, you know, this one right off the bat makes some sense. Monty Williams said pregame that that's sort of the place where Sticks is going to have to get minutes if he's going to get any. So that seems like where this is headed. I don't think it's his best position, but I don't think he'll get killed. I think that there, as long as Monty is smart, I think that there are going to be moments where maybe you can have that double big man type of lineup and and it might work. I mean, remember guys, like we saw for dozens of games last year, Frank Kaminsky and DeAndre Ayton both starting together. The Suns beat Milwaukee with that lineup, I believe two times. Um, and they were pretty darn good most of the year with those guys both out there. So, you know, during the regular season, in the right moments, you're going to be able to get away with playing big. And so what I think Smith needs to focus on is just impacting the game the same ways that he has. Rebounding against, you know, teams like this that are smaller. Rebounding if he has that energy and athleticism advantage against his opponent. Make your threes, make your layups, and he's obviously, you know, number one thing here is going to be can he defend on the perimeter, and I was sort of hopeful we might see a little bit more of that for him tonight. The Suns didn't switch a ton. Really, the Clippers were just getting a lot of their offense in transition. They were not scoring a lot in general, so it didn't really give us the chance to see that, but I think that's going to be the number one thing. Can... 
he survive, you know, if he is switched out there, if he does have to sort of go defend somebody in the corner or somebody who's spotting up, can he still make an impact in those moments and find a way to keep earning playing time? We'll see. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm not saying it's ideal. I still think the most likely situation is that the Suns explore a trade of Jalen Smith and, uh, they're going to have to start to make some of these decisions quickly. So let's get right to that official signing of Bismack Biombo coming down. Uh, not not official by the Suns, but reported as a full season contract for him. We also know that most of the players are coming out of the protocol. So we'll talk about what all of that means. First though, guys, a quick word from Shopify. Shopify is evening the playing field. They're taking the tools and opportunities that they give big businesses and bringing them down to everyone. The Shopify is the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business, so upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. Believe us. Here at the Lockdown Podcast Network, we started from basically nothing. There were dozens of people, I, I mean that in a bad way, listening to this show. Hardly anyone. Back when the Suns were tanking and no one knew what a daily NBA podcast was really all about. And we grew this piece by piece. Now we have people all across the world listening to these shows. Millions of you guys every single month. And all because... We took that plunge, and we would have surely benefited from a place like Shopify through that battle. Now we have them. We did not find them too late, just in the nick of time. We love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Shopify helping power businesses from first sale to full scale. They reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations. They help you gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows right along with you. Go to shopify.com slash NBA, all lowercase for a free 14-day trial to get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash NBA. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash NBA. Today's show is also brought to you by Built Bar. To start out the new year, make a resolution that you can keep starting with Built Bar. If your goal is to get fit, to eat healthier, to stay in shape, Built Bar can be a key part of your plan. Built Bar is the protein part that tastes just like a candy bar, if not better. And they make it easy to stick to that resolution because you actually want to eat a Built Bar rather than forcing yourself to. A lot of the other resolutions we make, a lot of the things we promise to eat, well, they're gross and that you don't want to. And you really don't have an easy time keeping that promise to yourself throughout the year. Built Bar is the easy one. It's the given. It's the gimme. You know you're going to like it. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They have a flavor that everybody will love. And they're better than a candy bar most of the time because uh, you don't feel that guilt. You don't feel that sugary heaviness, that sugar rush, the sugar crash. You don't feel any of that because they are less than 5 grams of sugar, 15 to 20 grams of protein, and less than 150 calories. 
So throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, make sure you're putting the right type of stuff into your body in the new year, starting with a delicious Built Bar. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 to get your order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Let's close out the show here with a few roster updates. We talked yesterday about Chandler Hutchison getting cut, and we talked with Aaron Edwards about trades and what the Suns have ahead of them. We talked about the possibility of Bismack Biombo getting signed for the full season. That is exactly what happened, so we'll start there. Not official yet, has not been announced by the team, but Adrian Wojnarowski picking back up where he left off when the Suns originally signed Bismack Biombo by saying that the Suns have indeed decided to keep him for the full season. You can tell the impact he's made on this group right away, not only with some box score packing types of performances, but also the team really seems to have picked up on, on his impact, and, and he seems to be a real fit in this locker room. They're already calling him Biz, they're already hyping up the plays he's making, And, you know, he got to speak with the media a little bit today, too. And he said that he got other offers around the league, that he had interest. You know, remember, he's been in the league nonstop for about a decade. This past year, the beginning of this current season was the first time that he had not been in quite a while. And that was, as he told us today, that was by his choice. You know, he didn't want to rush into something. And so he was had left the Hornets after last season was taking his time. He had a death in the family. His father had passed away, and he just wanted to make sure that he picked a situation that was really going to make sense for him, and he seems to have really, really gravitated toward and and you know enjoyed his time here so far, and so I think it's a fit culturally on both sides. The roster stuff is still to be decided as the Suns explore trades for Jalen Smith, explore trades potentially for Dario Saric, There's always the possibility that they could cut Frank Kaminsky or Alfred Payton if they really wanted to. Uh, We'll see. We'll see how all of that looks. But I think the the logic behind keeping Bismack Biombo makes more sense to me than it did at the beginning. I think the fact that he is more mobile than I think I was giving him credit for. You could see him being you know, another body to throw out there in certain matchups, whether it's Anthony Davis or Giannis Antetokounmpo, like... He at least is an option for a player who you could see surviving more so than the Suns had last year. And that might sound ridiculous, but when he is a midseason acquisition who's really just a depth piece for you, you could do a lot worse. So he seems to have really fit in here quickly, and we're already seeing that he can produce when he's called upon. The fit, the role, it, it makes sense as a depth piece again, so we'll just have to see what it ultimately looks like. The next sort of step in the Suns getting their roster whole is the guys coming off of the health and safety protocol. So it sounds like, well, it doesn't sound like, DeAndre Ayton, Jay Crowder, and JaVale McGee are all out of the protocol. It's What it sounds like is that they will be back for the upcoming next game. And so Monty basically said today that he had a conversation with those guys. They 
wanted to play. They understandably were ready to get back out on the floor after a lot of time off of it. But they all sort of agreed that it was in the team's best interest to just go ahead and rest those guys. So we'll see them most likely Saturday at home against the Miami Heat is the next game that the Suns have. We'll see the return of the Suns starting lineup to its rightful form with Ayton and Crowder back and then Bridges and Booker and Paul, of course. We'll see JaVale McGee back, so that'll start to figure out and, and lay out what it'll look like for Smith to get minutes, if Bismack Biombo is somebody who has any real shot at getting minutes when everybody's healthy or if he really already goes back to the end of the bench type of role. But I think we could hopefully say you're, you're not seeing as many Adrian Wojnarowski, as many Sham Sharania uh, tweets about guys hitting the protocol. It seems like the Suns are putting that behind them. It seems like the NBA is putting that behind it a little bit for now. So maybe we do see you know, business as usual, start to return to the league a little bit and the Suns can see what their roster looks like, start to make some of these decisions that we've been talking about. Who fills that last two-way contract? Do they make a trade? Do they cut somebody? What does it all mean? What does it all look like? That'll be what we focus on next week. Enjoy the Heat game, guys. Also, go back and check out my episode with Aaron Edwards if you have not already. He's going to be joining us every single week. And uh, it's a lot of fun hanging out with him, talking sons with him, getting his thoughts on everything. So check out that episode. He'll be back next week as well. Can't wait. Another week of Suns basketball ahead. Until then, guys, enjoy your weekend.